greatness has arrived welcome to episode 363 of the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i'm your host joseph aka mr Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course this week we chat the playstation 5 beginning to look at retirement home plans helldivers 2 ultros skull and bones and tomb raider collection thoughts our quick outlook on the official business Xbox podcast announcement and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on youtube.com slash PS Room and podcast services each and every Thursday. Alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm doing better than last week. You sound way better, dude. Thank you. I, I'm still a little nasally. Yeah. I'm not coughing nearly as much. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but after we stopped recording, or maybe maybe or was already happening last week, mm-hmm. um, I got an ear infection, a double ear infection, <laughs> oh, which is from the coming. same thing. And my right ear uh-huh. can't hear anything out of it. It just feels like I have a giant balloon inside my ear. Oh, no. A lot of pressure. Um, I'm hoping it goes away soon, but yeah. if that's the least of my worries, I'll take it. Well, listen, I'll I'll join you in the old man department because, like, yeah, please. I de- I definitely need to see a doctor soon about this ADHD. You know, fair. It's getting out of it's getting out of control recently, and my brain's getting all foggy ish. Mm. I don't know. I think like, and then I'm gonna sound really old. Like, I think it's the weather. Oh no! When, when it gets cold out, my knees know. My knees yeah. tell me. My back tells me. Hey, guess what? It's gonna be real cold. You're gonna be stiff for a little bit. Exactly. Like, oh boy. Like, I, no. I, it's been rough for me. It's been rough for me the last week. Yeah. That said, um, Kyle, here on the notes it says you have a starter question for me. This week? I did. Yeah. Do you want me to still do that one yeah, before please. we do the other one? Yeah. Um. I don't know what your history is with this type of genre of shows okay. or podcasts, whatever. It's it's uh, very big in the uh, the basic bitch community. You, you got into murder mysteries? Uh, you know, true crime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, every once in a while, yeah. like to watch Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. <laughs> and I don't know why I do it, because I always stop watching that. And go into a depressive funk because I'm so sad. <laughs> but I'm so intrigued watching it because I like the mystery of it all. Yeah. But it's all terrible, terrible, oh, terrible things. Yeah. No. If, Have you ever watched that? Do you, you don't watch any of that kind of stuff? None of it. None of it uh, interests me in the slightest. Like, my best friend, she loves, like, um, murder mysteries uh, like the closest thing I could get to it is like Mindhunter. Love a good Mindhunter. That's great. But like, I can't get into the who did it. And then like every time, like at the end of the, every show, it's like, and it was never solved. It's like, that's the point of this podcast. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's who done it. <laughs> um, so like, no, nah, I don't need to be paranoid about walking you know, home at night, you know? <laughs> and, and, and yes, I did watch some unsolved mystery stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But that also ties into this past weekend. I went to the city and I filmed the six one showcase, which Ooh-y. went very well. But the place that we booked it in, mm-hmm. when <laughs> when I tell you it looked like uh, the lair to the hand in the Daredevil universe. <laughs> I walk up and all the building we were in uh, Brooklyn, downtown uh-huh. Brooklyn. Um, it was right next to a meat packing plant, and right next to the door, which didn't have any signage of like this is where we have to go. Yeah, uh, was a um, kitchen cafe door, but it was very shady. It was just a piece of paper taped to the door, and it was Ooh. like an official business. And when we opened it up, it I went don't in. think so. I don't think it was an official business. <laughs> When we walked in, it was a full apartment and had a ton of different types, uh, tons of different types of studios and oh, like wow. businesses run through there. And it just like I could totally see Daredevil fighting people in this hallway right now. Hey, are you and, getting? And I thought I was going to show up on one of those true crime podcasts, which are... is where I was going with. Yeah, no, I get it. I, do you feel like when you're watching those shows now, you're like, this is unbelievable. This no. helicarrier is a, a spaceship now. Uh, we don't have the technology for this. I'm getting I that age. <laughs> I haven't watched something, any of that stuff in a while. I need to. Before, this guy uh, shooting yarn out of his wrists. What's this all about? Yeah, you know? fair. I don't know. Where's his healthcare coming from, right? <laughs> exactly. Where, who, does he, who does he see when does, the yarn gets all stuck up, right? Oh, he, does he have an HMO? Like, what's his plan looking like, dude? What's his copay? Jeez. How is he paying his bills? Right? right. Like, where's he get his money from? Also, the suit. How do they go? <laughs> like, let's be honest. Let's be honest with each other. Okay, what what's the next question you have for me in the beginning of this show? I just very quickly, just kind of like a a fun little thing mm-hmm. is about this official Xbox podcast announcement tomorrow. Okay. Which we will talk on the show next week. Yep. We want to let it simmer. We don't want to be too reactionary with That's it. Right. And um what if it doesn't pertain to playstation at all what if they what if they just come out and yes they are bringing games multi-platform yeah but they're talking about the switch they're they're talking like hi-fi rush and and pentiment i think was what came out now yeah those seem great for the switch those seem like switch games they do so what if they're just like yes we're going to bring these games to other platforms meaning the switch and just not even saying anything about PlayStation, or like they like they like it is coming to PlayStation, but like you don't see it in the background type of deal. Exactly, it's yeah. like when a, a E three showcase shows a third party game, and afterwards uh, the other big company will put their trailer on their YouTube. Yep, like it's happening, but they're not going to talk about they're it. Not, yeah, no, they're definitely going to be like wherever a screen is there, like it's an Xbox now. Like that's the the one quote that's now you know escaped on the interwebs is like in that internal meeting uh they talked about how we see xbox as anything that has a screen we need to treat it as an xbox um so i definitely do think they're going to talk about their competitors consoles but i i would seriously i would have a i would i would have a drinking game of them saying other platforms or and or other consoles um more so than them saying PS5 or uh, yeah, Nintendo Switch. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You you still want to probably keep it vague. Yeah. So like you'll you'll hear PlayStation. Here's my bet. You'll hear PlayStation no more than five times. I oh oh. Do you want to get like really tactical on it? Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Let's do it. I think you hear Sony more than PlayStation. 
One hundred percent. Well, I would even take that. Back. <laughs> yeah, I think you. I think you hear them talk about Sony more than PlayStation. Yeah, and They're referring to the same thing. Referring, but to they the same maybe thing. they just refuse to say PlayStation. Yes, and, but and like when they talk about Nintendo, it's just like Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> like we're friends. We yeah. look at our shelf, you know. Something talking like about that. the new uh, the new Switch called the 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 Swap. Yes. Or the, the Swatch. Mr. Or Joanna Dark in the chat. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. Tell us all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, everything is still kind of said in chat. It's still just all rumors until tomorrow afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, we're not going to be in any Twitter spaces about it. We're chill. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens, you know? I can't make any promises. <laughs> Joe, don't. I can't make any promises. I'm sorry. I, the only way I will allow you to to be in a in a Twitter space. Yes, yes, Papa. Is you make it yourself. You title it something overreactionary, and I then they hop in. Xbox fanboy. And you're just playing Helldivers, and you you're not even referencing it or whatever. Yeah. You just be like, hey, so uh, you know, how about that weather? <laughs> All right, I'll do that. Yeah. No. Uh, the 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 most that I see see us doing for tomorrow, um, is like a video about it. Maybe bring in, uh, Luke to have like a short little chat. But like the way we see it, um, because we had a, a little discussion be- behind the scenes of like, you know, what are we gonna say that's different from us a week ago? Nothing. So unless it's them literally saying, "Hey, yes, everything full slate is coming to." PlayStation. Here's, which, a, here's an MCU timeline of every game that's coming and when they're coming, kind of. Exactly. Uh, th- like the rest of it, like what's happened in the game, like that doesn't pertain to us, so we don't care. Um, so that's how we see it. Unless it's literally earth shattering, uh, we don't need to talk about it. It's not an Xbox show. But if it's something that does certainly pertain to PlayStation, again, like the first game's Halo, sure. <laughs> but that's not the case. I, I really yeah. do see things, Kyle, of them keeping it mostly ambiguous. Um, yeah, them talking about their more grander plans, and then it's what it's going to be—a slow trickling out of content to other platforms until it is normal, which is something we're going to be talking about uh, a little later on in this show. So, yeah, that said, Kyle, all the cool kids are doing that apparently. <laughs> all the cool kids, man! All the cool kids—they're <laughs> all peeing their pants. <laughs> hey, consider me Miles Davis. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, uh, before we get into all the big news, before we talk about, oh my God, Hell's Divers 2, it's time to get into some housekeeping. Again, I really want to talk about Hell's Divers. There's a merch store. We got merch. Go buy some merch. It helps us, supports the show, all that good stuff. Buy the Players Community Game Show. Guess what? This game of the month, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. When is it? Literally this Saturday. February 17th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come be a part of it. If you have any questions about how to participate, please message Drellish or Marcus O'Neill in the Discord server. Yeah, um, they're already working on next month's game. So that's if you right. miss out on this this month's game, um, be on the lookout for for that soon. And it's a, it's a banger. Yeah. Whoa. Let's not get crazy. Uh, it's a banger. We're already being divas about it. We're like, Oh, we don't know if we can make, we're just so busy. This whole, Very these busy. weekends. Taxis is coming. You oh know. yes. We may. We're pressed this year. Uh. <laughs> oh, WrestleMania <laughs> is this week. You know, <laughs> it definitely is. It's going it, to be a big mania, Joe. I dude, 
I'm not even. The into Rock it. is back and he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a heel. Like, yes. dude, awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I actually might watch WrestleMania just for that. Please do. Yeah, it's been because just I would seeing love the to drama. Get another uh, another friend in on wrestling. Like Mike is hooked now. I mean, I've been on <laughs> and off. Solid. Like I'll watch it, no problem. It's not like yeah. me watching football. You know, if I have to see 56 seconds of Taylor Swift, I'll lose my mind. But oh, Joe, no, please, <laughs> that's a joke. I hope, right? Yeah, no. All right, thank no, God. No, no. Uh, I, real, real talk. I'm, a, I'm a transplant Swifty. Like I don't know I, her yeah. music well, but I feel like she's a positive force. Absolutely. You know? I don't yeah. see her like getting. I've the never fist seen fights a negative people. interaction with Taylor. At exactly. All. I think yeah. she's fine. It's like whatever. Yeah. You know. Maybe she just, has some good songs. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't tell you most of them. I know the Juliet song and the one with Whoa, the ostrich. <laughs> People that know the meme will understand that. Of oh, course, got it. Okay. Before we get into the PlayStation news, I would like to thank our top patrons of the month of February. Like we say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out. Even if you throw a buck our way over at PS Trophy Room, uh, at, sorry, patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It really does help us out. We have some big bills coming up at the end of March. We could really use any type of funding that we can. So remember, we're not talking about like shavers or like soap or whatever for 30 seconds it's all fan funded by you the patrons i want to thank our newest members steph middler over at the gold tier i want to thank our premium producers todd burwitz and toxic i want to thank our platinum members jay shea jedi master ren uh cowboy danger day jonas young the green gorilla gamer chaotic monkey yuko kill 90 steven flesh strubles a bit bertos maximus Chris, Hybrid748, Matt Veldez, Chris the Wizard, Solo, Silcanet, Desamine, Jadus Von Metal, who I played Helldivers with. Literally just randomly. It wasn't like we chose each other. We just magically got into a lobby with each other, which I found was nuts. Anyway, Mitchell Grambling, Randy Hale. Thank you all so much. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide and Doys, Katie... Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, which I also played Hell Divers with him last night. Marcus O'Neill, Red Arrow, Ageless Hermit, Angezor, Astronaut Jr., Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Captain Logan, Final Fan, XZ. Hambone, JD Dillinger, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino Sixpeed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, Duh Overlord. Dewane Raksha, Drellish, Rick Davis, Steph Mildler, Samuel Nestling and Lord Commander Suddy. Thank you all so much for your generosity. You are the reason why this show functions. We love you all so much. So if you want to see some cool bonus Patreon stuff on top of just being a generous person, there's literally like over a hundred episodes of bonus content of me and Kyle shooting the shit. So go for it. Have fun with that. It's also where you get to, uh, uh, you know, catch the latest by the, the players community game show. So, there you go. Kyle, with that all said, it's time to square up the news. Here comes the chaos. George Yang over at GameSpot writes, Helldivers 2 is quote-unquote blowing through sales estimates as servers struggle to meet demand. 
Helldiver 2's early success has exceeded internal expectations, and the developer is working on addressing the server issues it's experiencing. Since its release on February 8th, Helldiver 2 has already sold about 1 million copies so far, according to Arrowhead Game Studio CEO Johan Pilstedt. He also explained that the game's sales are, quote, blowing through the estimates, end quote, but doesn't know when or if Sony will make a public statement on the official unit sold. The studio deployed three quick hotfixes aimed at improving the online servers. Players are experiencing issues such as rewards not being handed out properly, login troubles, and server capacity. Quote, I know the progression issue is frustrating, especially for newer divers that want to unlock sweet gear, Pilestet explained on Reddit. For now, please once again accept our sincere apologies for the issues you're facing and rest assured we're doing our utmost to make it right, end quote. The developer explained that it increased the server capacity from 250,000 total players to 360,000, but that wasn't enough as the concurrent player count jumped to the new maximum in less than six minutes after it was implemented. The missing rewards issue stems from high server traffic, which leads to rewards not being properly tracked. Helldivers 2 is Sony's biggest launch yet on PC and had a new concurrent peak of 203,000 players. So, Kyle, Helldivers 2 beat out God of War. Beat out God of War, Kyle. Yeah. As the top concurrent played game, PlayStation PC game on Steam. 203,000 people. Steam alone playing it online. It's dope. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) So before we talk about like the, like, the implications, as it were, of Helldivers being, you know, so successful as it is right now. Green Gorilla Gamer writes in, just like you can too, if you join our Discord server, link down below. He writes in, simple question, I'm unemployed, should I get Helldivers too? I'm actually feeling the FOMO for the first time watching you all play, and I want to play too. But it's still 50 bucks, and I don't know what I should do. Kyle Stevenson, this is where we get into it. Usually we save the what you've been playing for way later on into the show. Yeah, we've been playing a lot. But we've been playing a lot. And needless to say, this is the one of the biggest stories surrounding PlayStation is the high concurrent rate and all that jazz. How many hours you got in the, the Helldivers? Do you think it's worth no. the fifty doll hair is Canadian? Uh forty bucks, I believe, American. My time doesn't come anywhere close to you or most people. <laughs> um I strategically and purpose purposefully am playing it way different than how you should probably not probably most likely play this game. Okay. I've played about five hours solo. Okay. Um just because I want to, there's a lot of people who don't want to play multiplayer like me and want to see how solo, yeah. how it works solo. While I am having fun, it is not geared for the solo player at all. No. There's so many things that, not so many, there's one particular thing that I stumble on on maps where you need another player to unlock it. It is simply uh, yeah. inaccessible to open up this garage door as a solo player <laughs> and i'm like well maybe i can touch it and run over and, and and touch the other side to kind of time it up absolutely not so there are things in this game that you will just not be able to do and lose out on very valuable 
uh, XP and credits. progression yep. and credits um, without other people. Fair. It is super fun, though, still. Taking out bugs, discovering uh, these cool little... Uh, I think they call them just minor play- pieces of interest, yep. uh, like uh, in certain missions, and trying to get all the little uh, credits and um, what are the little green things called samples. Thank yeah. you. The little samples to kind of take back and upgrade things in your ship. Yeah. Um, I find the leveling to be a little too little. Fair. I don't feel like I'm leveling up fast enough, or the rewards aren't big enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you really look at it and like it only goes up to level 20, I can understand why. Um, I have no doubt that this game is way more fun with other people. And on that note, yeah. I would like to apologize to the one person who hopped in my game and I yelled at him <laughs> to get out. I don't want you here because I forgot that my mic wasn't muted. Yeah. Don't, I hope you don't take it personally. I didn't mean it personally. <laughs> I totally forgot. To make it so I'm private. Yeah. Um, but on that note, it's so easy to hop in with other people in this game. Yeah. You can hop into people's just a game from PlayStation menu, inside Helldivers. It seems super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, even after a mission, I think I had two people pop in yeah. as I was exiting the game. So it's if you leave it on and open, people will play with you. You don't really need to worry about having yeah. a solid crew just because so many people are playing right now. So many. And I've seen some really fun clips online of, yeah. of multiplayer kind of play. Like some guy diving in front of a bullet and taking the bullet for, yes. a, for a friend. That's so cool. I'm, yes. I'm so, this game has it all. They nailed their the whole aesthetic. Fair enough, fair enough. Also, again, just in the back, remember we're raising a puppy. So if you're hearing some yips and some skips in the back, it's the people trying to, you know, wrangle a wild animal it's because we do have a wild animal she's she's still she's in puppy training she's about to graduate but she's still got work to do i really hope they give her a little diploma anyway are you doing her homework for her yes they actually they do give us homework it's like you gotta read this you know you gotta make sure you're doing like certain parts of the training right but you're not like writing her papers for her (laughs) no but it would be cute if she's using like doggy gbt you know uh Arrowhead Game Studios Helldivers 2. This sequel has been in the making for over eight years now. This is a tiny team working on a very ambitious game, and it shows in all the best ways possible. Helldivers 2 is a ton of fun, and it's so hard to describe on a podcast because when you're thinking of a multiplayer game, you're thinking of something like Kinetic. You're thinking of a big battle royale game like a Fortnite where it's all about building. You're thinking of something fast and fluid like a Call of Duty. You're thinking of something like a hero shooter like a Apex Legend. You're not thinking of something that has slow, steady, and oftentimes surprising chaotic moments. Helldivers 2 is something really different, and I have to applaud the team on thinking of a multiplayer experience outside the box, going out of their comfort zone with their original game that was more of a Diablo-esque kind of here's five or four members drop down on an isometric view. No, they're going with a third-person over-the-shoulder camera angle akin to like a battle uh, or Battlefront 2 type of like movement. It feels 
really damn good in the best ways. And the plot is simple enough. You are, you know, part of Super Earth, which is pretty much a totalitarian government, but with the illusion of managed democracy that we are spreading across the galaxy. We're fighting evil big giant bugs, evil Terminator robots, but something is definitely brewing behind the scenes. And it's cool because you actually get to unlock the story by finding little data pads on the floor. But that is when you're dropped on a planet by your very own gunship that you shoots you down onto the planet with, hopefully, three other Helldivers. And from there, you have a just finite amount of lives that you're there to hopefully not expend all of them. You're supposed to do various missions and tasks around the planet and then go back up to your gunship and it's mission complete. But in the middle of all of that are waves of enemies that are there to terrorize you at every step of the way. And the beautiful thing about this is you're not relying so much so on your gun skills as more so of what you can shoot down from your uh, your starship that is yours. So you're actually, it's all focused on your special abilities that if you work synergistically with your team, you can really hold down the line and fend off waves of what seems like a hundred enemies all at once. It's incredibly tactical. It's all about taking advantage of your terrain, taking advantage of your stratagems, which are your bonus abilities, and being able to communicate with your team. Even if they're not on you know, voice chat, you have a really great in-depth ping system that you're able to ping things along and let people know and communicate clearly with them, which is really important, and I feel like they nail. Either though, the connection issues and the drops are frustrating, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt because this is not their first game, but a game that they've made on such a popular scale. We're talking about over 200,000 people playing concurrently just on Steam. So I do give them a bit of a benefit of doubt on some of the bugs, but they need to be addressed sooner rather than later. That being said, though, even with all the jank and bugs, it kind of has that Bethesda charm to it where it's like, yeah, I get it. It's rough around the edges, but the core gameplay is so damn good that even playing as a pug which is like random folks is just as fun as playing with my friends and it has that Fortnite moment of like when there's downtime you just get to kind of chillax with your friends and then all of a sudden bam hell breaks loose and you just got hundreds of just things coming right at you it's and, yeah and, and to that point something that i at first thought it was real dumb and just hard to be hard mm-hmm but in, a, in the way that they're doing it makes it so realistic in such an unrealistic game where, like, yeah, supplies are rare. Yeah. You're going to have to resupply and get ammo and make sure you aren't reloading after every couple bullets because you are wasting bullets in your magazine. Yeah. Like, it all makes sense to, like, yeah, of course, when you reload, you're going to throw the clip away. And you're not going to sit there and take out extra bullets and kind of keep them and put... No, you you, you got to time your reloads. Yep. You only have a significant amount. You're going to have to resupply. Same thing with your Sims for health and your grenades. And they're all super important. And you're <laughs> not going to survive important. with it. And yeah. I will also note, I, as a solo player, yeah. I can only do easy. Okay, I that's what I was going to ask you. I cannot play on medium. I tried yeah. it twice. 
the swarms are too much for one player. Okay. So easy's been kind of like my go-to solo. But now that I'm talking about it, I will be playing multiplayer. So yeah. I don't think I can do solo. So Not, Green yeah. Gorilla, if you want to play this by yourself, you can, but I don't think you're going to get the same level of enjoyment as Joe and yeah. what's seemingly everyone else out of it. Yeah, I'm, and again, I'm having a blast. I think what you said is correct. It's not hard to be hard, right? That's when I throw the the lazy uh, dark, uh, dark Souls analogy out the window. It's it's hard but fair. Like, uh, one of the things that they said, it was like a blog post, like a game for everybody is a game for no one. I like that philosophy. It's like, be true to what you want to make. Like, this is a game that, like, it is, you're going to die a lot. It's all about, you know, not using all your respawns, which the harder the level gets for yourself, the less that you have to use. How many do you get with a squad? Is it the same for everybody? Uh, it it, it differs per difficulty and per mission type. Okay. Because yeah. I get five on easy by myself. I think we get about anywhere between 15 to 20. And I to playing, share. Yeah, to share, to pool. Oh, so you got don't, it. Okay. You, you can't be running, you know, willy nilly, but it is, it is about teamwork. And the beauty about this game is like, you don't need to have an open mic to talk things out with your team. Um, you can help guide each other with the ping system. That's pretty damn helpful. Um, it's, it's incredibly useful. I was talking a lot through just using pings and emotes. Um, and the cool thing about it is, like, as you're going through each objective, there's these little side objectives that you get to go to. So, like, you know, there's, like, a, you know, an empty cave. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to see what's up. Um, there's, like, a little tunnel that's kind of blocked off. Well, I'll just use a grenade and I'll, like, open up that, that door for people and blast it. And there's, like, a special gun. There's credits and all that stuff there. Um, there's just so much variety in each map type that it is mm -hmm. so easy to be overwhelmed not by the 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 amount of things to do but about the amount of enemies that come at you constantly yeah. so yeah no it's it, the the mission and variety types though not to say like they're slim pickings like suicide squad it's the encounters that you're 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 encountering the enemies that you encounter um during going to point a point b because suddenly you'll just be opening up like a bunker and then all of a sudden there's like 50 you know little dudes just jumping all over you out of nowhere it's all about being a team it's all about teamwork and each objective too it's like it's not just like get to point a okay you're at point a now it's like do the objective so one of them is like you have to you know fire a, a nuke from a from a bunker and it's like you have to ready the nuke you have to use teamwork I, yeah. to like I found a fun one. Go for uh, it. I forgot what it was called. I think it was like an artillery yes. station. Yes. And That's you have to switch between defending yourself from the bugs mm -hmm. while also finding the shells and loading up the artillery gun at the same time. And yes. kind of like you can't shoot while you're holding the artillery shell and you're moving slow. So you got to drop it, take care of business, find it, go. and 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 that kind of like fun moment to moment unique spur of the moment kind of thing yeah is exciting and helps feel with which is something that i'm having a bit of a problem with mm -hmm. where the maps are already feeling too sane yeah spice it up man 
landscapes are the same kind of tone same mm-hmm. they all look the same so far i haven't messed with the robots yet so i'm sure they're probably oh different God, dude, i've seen so clips they're insane they're insane but just like when it comes to like the initial bug planet missions that you're doing it's like the same map and you're yeah. kind of running around the same kind of thing so i'm sure it's more fun with friends and and trying out these different weapons but that's my only like real detriment so far. Also, yeah. I found a flamethrower. That thing is awesome. Oh, I hate it. I think it's the most worthless. Oh, that I and the love shotgun. the flamethrower. Nah, man. Oh, I'm shotgun, all about... no. no. The steward ain't bad. Uh, the steward ain't bad. It's like the little mini gun that you get. It's not the machine gun. It's like it's it's much more. It's like a beefier version of the main gun that you get. Um, but yeah, like just being able to mix and match with your team to find out like what best suits y'all as a unit um when you all come together and you find a strategy that works for you y'all really do feel like you are absolutely unstoppable even down to like when it gets incredibly hairy like there'll be like a hundred plus enemies on the on the map it feels like and you're just mowing them down you're shooting mortars from your you know from from one of your stratagems you'll have like a big old like artillery shell big old mini gun like just automatic like shooting just waves of folks and you're just standing there shooting them back just throwing missiles at them it's just there's so much fun and even when it gets crazy and my god does it get crazy like the friendly fire in this game it's never i've never met someone that's doing it on purpose it's always out of sheer accident and chaos that you can't you can't get mad ha- at it having to think about where i'm placing the machine gun turret mm-hmm. and then really focusing on not running into the line of fire and making sure you are far away from the enemies because that turret's just going to shoot no matter what yeah. and if you're in front you're done there's so many times where i accidentally walked in front of my own turret and got shot in the head <laughs> yeah it's you know it's wild and it's kind of like Again, when like it's like when you see people cheat a level in in Dark Souls or like a third person action game, it's like there are little cheats here, like people finding like the iframes in this game of just like, actually, you know what? You can you can not get shot by your turret if you stand on your turret or lay down under it like or or redeploying and falling on top of a really high cliff and enemies can't get it. You can just pick them off. And now you can just pick them off. Yeah, exactly. So. Man, oh man, I'm having so much I, fun. Also, yeah, guns feel great. Yes, the haptics, dual and sense the is awesome. I have never felt more uh, like a badass shooting my pistol and just popping off the little tiny yeah. bugs from a distance. Oh, it feels it's, so good. If it, it feels really good, um, so I absolutely adore it. And one of the things that I really love, the CEO of Arrowhead uh, was uh, was. I'm quoting here, uh, put out a tweet saying, you have to earn the right to monetize. I truly believe that if people want to support this title, they have an option, but we never are forcing anyone to do so. I've seen a lot of conversations. Is this game pay to win because um, there is a battle pass that's tied to weapons that you earn in the game that do help you? A, it's not every weapon in the game. I've seen a lot of people. No. Earning currency is so incredibly easy. You will do it no problem. <laughs> like it really, it is, it really is. If you want it, it's there. You don't have to in the slightest. And I find myself being able to purchase things just because I want to. Um, with money I've already earned in the game. For example, I'm 
uh, 20 plus hours into the game, I've already earned enough currency to buy two battle passes and I've been spending them as I've gone. Um, and even then the currency that is in the game is so inexpensive. We're talking like, instead of like 25 bucks yeah, for it's not bad. Fortnite skin, it's only like five bucks here. Um, I think 250 so. credits are like two bucks or something like that. So it, it, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this is daunting because there's two different ones. One for like the base around the, the robot kind of enemies and yeah. then one more bug swarm. But the fact that you earn these medals for completing missions for the first time and then you can use those medals to unlock things and... Mm-hmm. You you don't just get one medal. Some missions you might get two or three, yeah. and depending how you do, it's very forgiving, and I love that. And I love that he's saying like, "Yeah, no, we have to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> like we we can't just come right out of the gate, throw all this bullshit at you, and expect you to pay us more money on top of whatever you're already paid." Yeah, and there there are a couple of biomes. I do understand what you're saying. Like it's all procedurally generated, but you do get a feel of like, okay. I know around this corner there's going to be something here that I can I can obtain. Oh, right. Yeah, you can you can map out like yeah. yeah okay, I know there's a credit little drone thing over here. That looks yeah. familiar. Same kind of layout. I asked them, please control the dog. <laughs> there's no controlling her. <laughs> I'm just hearing more yelping in the back. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I I very much adore this game. I want. Uh, I want to go back right like I want to play it right now. Jeez Louise. Um uh, but like I want to go back and I want to play more like the Terminator levels but like they're very daunting. Like they are they are they they scare the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. When I'm in a jungle and all I see is like the reds of, uh, of their eyes lights like I'm like uh-uh, no way. Mm-mm. I forgot to ask what is your history with the first game? Did you play the first game? Great question. No. Yeah, None. Okay. I think I played a little bit of it, but it was too hard for me back in the day. And that's the thing, too. When people are like, oh, changing it to a third-person perspective, we talk about like a week prior to to launch. It's like, what is going to make this game different? Holy shit. When you're actually playing this game and you have it in your hands, it does feel so different than what we are typically used to a third-person shooter to feel like. Like, the camera's backed up enough where it feels like it's an old Star Wars Battlefront 2 vibes. And, like, just the the way that the game plays is just unlike anything that I've played before. And when we talk about, like, games as a service games, the gas games, whatever, you know, I I think this has potential to be really, really big. I'm not talking about, like, it's going to be Rainbow Six or, like, Fortnite, but, like, I think it has the legs to be a games as service that respects, for the most part, uh, players' time and money and um, I think this is a terrific base on which to build the universe from. Um, so, yeah, instead of chasing the the Fortnites, maybe just go off, get weird, and do your own thing, you know? I can't wait for the day, and I doubt it will get to that point. But it would be fun on the dev side when you walk up to, like, the war table and you pick where your missions are. It kind of shows you how close the swarm is and how close the robots are to Super Earth Yeah, and how you have to defend to push them back. I would love you go up to the war table and then they are so close to super earth. You feel super <laughs> like you're fully surrounded. Maybe they add two more different types of yeah. enemies outside of bugs and robots. And they're coming from one's coming from the North. Well, that's what they're going to do. And you, 
Oh, they are. Yeah, amazing. That's what I was trying to say. Like bigger. Oh, I like, thought groups. you mentioned different variants of no, like no. the swarm my, and whatever. My, okay. my apologies. Like different uh, banners or whatever. That'd be cool. Them. That'd yeah. be really cool. You uh, just feel like you're surrounded. Yeah, and the one cool thing is like it, it has planet side two elements to it, where it's like the 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 firing off in the distance is not just the game doing that. That's someone doing that. So like the 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 ships in your area for the most part are like actual people ships. The orbital strikes that you're seeing in the air off the distance, that's a person calling in an air, uh, an aerial strike. That's you know? so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's what I've been told eight times from Sunday. So I'm going to say it's oh. true. And okay. um, honest to God, I want it to be the case. So I'm believing it now. And I'm spreading it here. I can't wait to hear the, the or see the Twitter space calling you wrong. <laughs> oh, no. I used to be a Helldivers Hell <laughs> fanboy un, you know, uncovered. Anyway, Solo writes, what's your favorite stratagems in Helldivers 2? Um, I love Little Robot Boy, and I love the, um, it's not called the Auto Cannon, but it's something of the equivalent. It's the artillery round that just shoots the shit out of the big uh, 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 shield guys, because they are the worst. The Chargers suck so bad, I just, I really hope they all die and go to hell when they die. Uh, so those I haven't are my unlocked favorite. much, yeah. uh, so I'll just say Machine Gun Turret. Yeah. I always miss with the orbital strike. I always miss. None of it hits. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you get to upgrade that as more, like, as you collect more resources and as you challenge yourself, too. You get the harder resources as well. And, like, the amount of, not to say grind, but, like, the amount that's there for you to kind of go, okay, I know what type of player I am. I'm the person that uses the airstrikes the most. So I'm going to upgrade my ship so that it's all about airstrikes or, like, I'm a very defensive player, so I'm all about turrets. So I'm going to, you know, just upgrade the crap out of all my turrets and make sure that no one's getting through this line that I've just made. Yeah. I did um, see there was a trophy yeah. calling nine orbital strikes in a minute. Like, how's that even possible with all the cooldowns? Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> can you? Yeah. You can only. You can only I think as a five team. stratagems, right? Yeah, but as oh, a as team. Oh, as a team, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Man, there's just, there's so much. And again, even every time when you're like, oh, get, th this game's unfair. Like the AI play by its its rules as well. So like there are some times where like the environment kills a really big bad boss the way it would have killed you. And it's like, oh, that feels good that they're playing by the same rules I'm playing. So yeah, no, Helldivers 2 to me is a must buy for 40 bucks uh, and 50 yeah. Canadian. Um Go about there, buy this game. It's, I'm, I'm, it's so I'm good. with you, but know that it's n you're not going to get the same enjoyment as a solo only player. No, unless you're good like me. I mean, fair. All right, Kyle, it's time to talk about sales in PS5 in the lifetime, the ladder cycle, all that stuff. While I go yeah. tell somebody to please take care of this dog, she's really <laughs> crying something fierce. It's super distracting. <laughs> go for it, Kyle. Yeah, this all dropped today, so this is a. Uh kind of breaking news for everybody uh this news comes from zarmina khan over at ps lifestyle and zarmina writes ps5 sales cross another milestone but playstation profits are an issue sony group announced its financial results for quarter three 2023 this morning revealing that ps5 sales have reached nearly 55 million units worldwide during the last quarter, 8.2 million PS5s were shipped, bringing the lifetime total to 54.8 million units as of December 31st, 2023. 
PS5 sales slightly trailing behind PS4 sales. At present, PS5 sales are trailing behind PS4 sales on a time-aligned basis by by about 2.3 million units. Revenue generated by the PlayStation division set a new record for a third quarter, sitting at $10.2 billion, up 15.87% year-on-year. However, Sony did struggle to maintain an operating profit, which fell a whopping 25.9% year-on-year, highlighting a growing need for Sony Interactive Entertainment to cut its costs. To that effect, Sony CFO Hiroki Satoki, also the Sony Interactive Entertainment chairman, has said that he's looking into PlayStation's profit margins. He highlighted the need to communicate with the gaming division to adopt a quote-unquote harmonized approach going forward, which makes room for overall growth and sustainability without compromising on quality. Quote, overall growth and sustainable profitability for increasing margins. How will that translate to these goals? I don't think people understand that deeply, Totoki said of Sony Interactive Entertainment. I think that is the problem of the organization, end quote. Ooh, Sony's in trouble. Sony's about to die. PlayStation's dead. It's done. It's over, man. Oh, my God. PlayStation's on every screen. Um, Kyle Stevenson, first off, uh, I walk in, I go, hey, everything okay with the dog? She's crying. And my mother just throws up her arm. She's, I don't know. She's just a bitch. <laughs> We're like, we don't know what she wants anymore. We, she's just, she's just going to be rambunctious. Um, it's because she thinks of me as the papa and she misses me. I get it. All right. Here's some, here's two other quotes that I think are really, really important in this whole story here. Okay. So the interim CEO uh, says that fan, or sorry, two quotes that fans should take into consideration. Uh, first, regarding new releases or the lack thereof releases from PlayStation in the first part from now until April 2025. Holy crap, that's actually a year away. Who, who knew? Regarding PlayStation 5 software, he writes, which will enter its fifth year since launch, said Sony President COO CFO Hiroki Totoki, partially due to entering the latter half of the console lifecycle. We are aiming to optimize sales with greater emphasis on balance with profits. So we expect a gradual decline in unit sales from the next fiscal year onwards. And, all right, here's another one. Regarding first-party software, we aim to continue a focus on producing high-quality productions and producing live service games. Uh Uh-oh. That's not the part they should have. They should have quoted that one. But while major projects are currently under development, we do not plan to release any new major game in the existing franchise titles in the next fiscal year. Games like God of War Ragnarok and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Okay, so doubling down on this aspect. This is something that a lot of people missed. Because people are like, there's just no new games. Yeah, <laughs> just no. Well, reading comprehension... Not very good today. Not very great. Uh, Maybe they have a barking dog in the back, but Matthew Kennedy writes in, Hey, gents, Sony stating that they are in the 
quote, latter stage of the PlayStation 5 life, life cycle is a tad odd. Are we going to get first party after first party for the latter half? Or do you think that a lot of these titles could fall into the next generation of PlayStation console? If that happens, could PS5 possibly be considered a failure? Maybe we get a PS5 Pro sooner than we think. So many questions keep popping into my head. Uh, the more I type. Thanks, guys. Keep the stellar content. Um, or keep up the stellar content. Thank you. I'm trying tonight. I'm trying. Listen, when they say later st stage of the PlayStation 5 life cycle, uh -huh. I do want to just preface this as saying yeah. that this is being translated. Um, Hiroki Totoki does not speak English, so he's speaking Japanese and someone is interpreting for him. Okay, and translating it into English for us. So that may not be the exact words that Hiroki used, but hey, listen, they're the Some ones here. Some makes sense. Yeah. Kyle, so next year, PSX? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> what do you mean? They said ladder, ladder. Yeah, ladder the ladder stage. half. I think people forget that this is going to be the fourth year of PS5. Right. Like, uh, uh, PS4 was uh, 2013? 2013 to 2020, yeah. Yeah, so that was seven years. Yep. So this makes sense. This is not doom and gloom. Nope. We're, we're almost halfway through what is has been like the console life cycle lately with these new But new we haven't got consoles. enough games, Kyle. I mean, uh, vary your play, I guess. I don't know. There's been plenty <laughs> of games. <laughs> You can't say that after last year. You just can't right. say that. Right. That is that is a wild thing to put out there. Like, oh, we haven't gotten enough games. Are you kidding me? We were fighting for our life last year to play yeah. everything. Dude, yeah, four Get months ago. off of it. <laughs> four months ago, I got Baldur's Gate, Halloween <laughs> 2, and Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Just, oh, sorry, Baldur's Gate 3, Jesus. Like, jeez. Like, just the amount. And, like, every other month, there's a new game Plenty of things. Plenty of things. But I think what people are referring to it, is, like. First party stuff. First party stuff. Which I, they have a point. Yeah, definitely. It, it hasn't been as you know forthcoming and and a waterfall of exclusives every other month. Like it, we were getting for a little bit on PS4 era. Um, sort of. I mean, 2020 did spoil us a whole lot. Right. Like we we had three major exclusives within like a four month span. Yeah, and I Ghost, think Last of Us Part Two, and God I bless. would consider FF Seven Remake as well. But like, like they're all within there. To me, like PlayStation, since I could remember, my memory's foggy, so maybe I'm just dumb. But like they've always had like two to three games every year. Like that's like the big temple titles. Yeah. Right. Like th to me, like things didn't truly kick off with the PlayStation 4 until we got to Bloodborne and then we got things like The Witcher 3 and then we got Until Dawn and then we got uh you know Uncharted then we got Horizon then we got God of War then we got Days Gone and like and the Knack list continues. 2 and Knack yeah. 2 like so to me it's like I don't know I part of me thinks it's like you know 2020 to 2022 feels like a week and also feels like a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, the way this console generation in, in which it was started was weird and unconventional. Mm. And that affected the production of all these games. So like a part of me gets it. It's just 
it also feels like the PS5, um, not to say that it doesn't feel like a jump from the PS4, but it just feels like the generation from the PS4 never stopped. Like, there was no sure. defining moment of, like, this is PS5. It's like, it and feels th- that, much that's more only, ambiguous. That's only hindered by, like, Ragnarok and Forbidden West having PS4 versions. That's right. And so, and I think that's the, the, the truest problem here is that, yeah, tra- you know, going from the PS4 to or PSC to PS4, it's like, you were not getting, like, what? You got, like, The Last of Us remastered, like, a uh-huh. year into that console's gen, yeah. that console gen. But, like, and sure, you got the Uncharted collection, but you never had, like, oh, yeah, you got Horizon on PS3 to PS4. It's like, no, they mm-hmm. just cut that shit down because of that cell processor. Yeah. So, like, here it's like, yeah, no, the, you, the PS4 is such a large base. We don't want to alienate them. But in the grand scheme of things, we take a look at, what, what was it? 80 like somewhere around like 80 percent of like uh god of war ragnarok sales were on ps5 so it's like mm-hmm. i think the narrative says oh we've only just started getting ps5 only games when even the cross-gen games were played primarily on yeah. ps5 anyway yeah you know we were talking about like oh horizon not selling that well on ps4 seems like people are picking it up on ps5 mm-hmm. waiting for it on ps5 so yeah, I think that definitely has something to play. Um, this other part about this quote, though, yeah. of like, no existing franchise titles until next fiscal year. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We're not getting a new God of War yeah. this year. We're not getting a new Spider-Man. We're not getting a new Uncharted. We're not getting a new game base. We're not getting a new sequel. Yeah. We're not getting a new Sony brand IP with a subtitle that's not happening this year not yet well if it's an existing franchise we're not right oh if, okay, if it's if it's up. a brand new ip i'm picking up what you're dropping yeah if it's yeah. a brand new ip i could uh, imagine it i could imagine one of fair games or concord coming out later this year absolutely like i still think we're gonna get new playstation first party games this year yeah but it's going to be a unknown thing. It's going to be a returnal. Right. It's going to be something brand new underneath the studio's branch that is maybe from a, a, a Santa Monica, maybe from a Sucker Punch. But I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not going to get Ghost of Tsushima 2 this year. Right. Rip. There Rip. goes my heart. Uh, my heart. Uh, my but like, we already yeah. know Death Stranding 2 is next year. Right. So we got one. And I think that a great point that you made, look at Helldivers. That's a second party team. That's an Exodev team blowing up like we never, th- we, none of us thought, oh, Helldivers 2 is going to be one of the most played games on Steam. None of us, right? We were talking about a week before that game launches. Man, they're just really just putting it out there, huh? Yeah. Uh, and look at us being all proven wrong. Yeah. So we're two weeks away from Rebirth. We're two weeks away the, from Rebirth. The biggest game of the year so far. Come on. You got Stellar Blade. You got Rise of Ronin. Like, yeah. I think people's fascination with first party, I get it. We're here because of Naughty Dogs and Santa Monica, though is warranted. I don't think it's the whole kit and caboodle. I think there are some really interesting games coming out that are going to have you, you know, fed for a while now. Uh, I got it. It's it's disappointing. We want to see. And I think the truest frustration with the PS5 generation is like, dude, where is the Naughty Dog game? Where is, you know, uh, the Bend game? 
Like, there are all these games that are so long in the oven. Blue Point, where are you? Where are you? And, you know, I, I think we're going to have a question that alludes to something like that, so I won't go any further than that. But, yeah. you know, I understand the fans' frustration there. Absolutely. I think that's justified. It's like, we we need that roadmap soon. You know, the next day to play, we yeah. better be seeing these games. But it's not like we're wrapping it up and going, all right, no, so no. we're just going to hold this for the PS6. It's like, no, we still have three years, guys. Exactly. Yeah, we're, at we're, least three. At least. And, and and I do think a lot of people are maybe not fully grasping or not really thinking about it. I truly for believe. I don't know how it. you feel. Yeah. Um, I think we're finally seeing the actual fallout of a global pandemic. Yes. And how game development was so impacted by that year that is 2020. Yep. And so on and so forth, where everyone had to move and switch development from home. And we're finally seeing that catch up. We are seeing people not buying enough games because games are more expensive now. Mm -hmm. And we're not getting paid accordingly to afford these extra $10 $10 on top of every like, game. And can Sony really be like, oh, yeah, we didn't hit our, our measurements. Uh, they wanted to sell $25 million. Can you really, like, I mean, you raise the price on all these regions. Of course you're yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Like, people got more important shit to, to spend than this. million percent. So I think that yeah. definitely has something to, a role to play, for sure. But PS5 Pros, yeah, that's coming out this year, for sure. For this sure. year or next spring, maybe? Uh, definitely. I think it's you're going to see it this year. Uh, you're going to see, like, some cool, like, bonus stuff that it can do. Like, yeah. unlock 60, all that jazz. Okay. Give me that new Astro's Playroom for PS5 Pro. Here's the second quote. All right. I found this interesting when Totoki was speaking on their PC strategy, which, given Helldivers 2's success on Steam, leads to the idea that perhaps a shorter window between PC and PlayStation launches should be considered. Quote, in the past, we wanted to popularize consoles, and first-party titles' main purpose was to make the console popular. He explained, explained, this is true, but there's more synergy to it. So if you have a strong first-party content, not only our console, but also other platforms like computers, our first-party games can be grown with multi-platform in mind, and that can help operating profit and to improve. So that's another one we want to proactively work on quote i personally think there's opportunities out there to improve uh the margin so i would like it to go aggressive on improving our margin performance this speaks to the fact that like though playstation makes a buku amount of money they also spend a buku amount of cash to make that profit so though they do make and rack up the most money you know in games they also are one of the biggest spenders as well so it's interesting how are you going to improve those margins well it's by going to pc right kyle yeah do you see the success of hell divers 2 leading into hey you know what hell divers 2 actually did really good on ps5 it did really good on pc rumored to already have hit a million in sales which is pretty nuts when you consider the lack of marketing push behind it mm-hmm. i mean if we see success there and it's not hurting us why shan't we i i agree with that logic yeah i do i get it however okay hell divers 2 is a is and I don't mean this in a negative way. It's an outlier. 
Oh shoot. It's a it's a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. So having that success tied to a a co-op multiplayer game experience where you need other p- players and you hear word of mouth like oh my god this game is so much fun with people yeah buy a copy hop in and play with me kind of thing that leads to more people playing i don't know if that it's it's what am what am i trying to say here i i don't know if we're getting into the square enix territory where they evaluate or set the bar way too high mm, okay. i don't want them to be like I want Guardians of the Galaxy to sell 10 million copies in the first two months. And even though it sold really well, it was a great game. It didn't hit their astronomical bar that they set. And then they call it a failure and then see what happens. Gotcha. Like, I I don't want that kind of logic to to fall into here, Mm -hmm. even though I do think it's worth it to have day and date on most if not all playstation games on pc Mm, fair enough um and like as i'm seeing the most played games right now i'm looking at the top 10 only one of them is a single player game so like Baldur's gate 3 god bless which has multiplayer stuff in it It has multiplayer mechanic in it for sure 117 peak in the last 24 hours so like you're right i don't think it's like the end all be all of like just because of one game we should shift focus but i definitely think they should cut down the time i'll be the i'll i'll have the unpopular opinion here absolutely no we even saw it i think the last rebirth state of play it ended with not coming out on other platforms until june that was only a four month window there well let's let's get to the next question here Una writes in because it kind of bleeds into what we're talking about hey guys hope you're having a good day having a great day besides this dog barking but she's calmed down now look at her she's she's settled uh in regards to sony considering day and date with pc i see this as bringing more positive outcome more than bad outcomes it brings more sales to the game gives an option for playing on the go if you own a steam deck that is and it does not eliminate place the playstation option if people want to play it the only con i can see is potential issues that might pop up with bugs and performance on pc with that though do you guys think there are more pros than cons this year that is one one sign people do say it's like well Joe, slow your roll. Remember the Last of Us Part One remake. <laughs> I get it. Steam Jack Joel is is tough, but so is like a lot of firsts for people. So for me, I'm like, I don't think you're gonna have a Steam Deck Joel for a very long time. Not to say there will never be problems, but I do feel like if the margins are getting slimmer and slimmer for these games you do have to go elsewhere. And I feel like already PlayStation puts its games on PC a year or two afterwards to kind of help that development cost get, you know, uh, you know, stipend down a bit. I'd rather them say, you know what? Listen, here's this game in all of its glory on PS5. It's as good as it can be. And we have this PC version in the background and it's going to come out a six months to a year you know, after the PS5 release, that would make sense to me. Because again, the thing that I care about, guys, is not the box. It's barely even the controller as much as I love it. It's the games that I'm experiencing. And so I just want more more games from Naughty Dog. I want more games from, you know, Sucker Punch. I want more games from Santa Monica. And I want to see these games succeed. And right now, 
I think the problem that we're seeing from both PlayStation and Xbox and one day from Nintendo as well is like, oh, there's a ceiling here. Okay, maybe we do need to take our games somewhere else to have them succeed. So that's that's just my food for thought. What about you? No, I agree with you. And I'm I'm also just to, you know, play devil's advocate or just not feeling like I'm on a high horse here. I would be similar to our talk last week about the Xbox games coming to PlayStation and whatnot. I would be bummed if PlayStation games, exclusive games, would go to Xbox day and date on the same day. Okay. I, I, I do I do want a little bit of exclusivity window a year maybe. Mm. 10 months to a year something like that because i th- I still think that brings value to your ecosystem you choose to play on okay um but when it comes to pc absolutely that i don't give pc any part <laughs> any thoughts in my mind fair, fair. <laughs> this is where i work this is not where i game because i'm terrible at pc games. yeah well i mean uh uh kildane writes in i see this morning sony said uh, directly that they want to make first party more profitable by opening up to multi-platform. I don't see nearly the, the meltdown that the Xbox community had last week. Why is that? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I think a, there's a question. There's ooh, ooh, yeah, it is happening again. Oh, it's even worse. Oh no. We guys, we fixed the cable. Something, something ain't right. Anyway, uh, as I, as I was saying, uh, there's, a lot few of us here <laughs> in the PlayStation side of things for reasons unknown. But I do think um, the reason as to why I think the main reason as to why we don't see the meltdown when, you know, PlayStation goes, Hey, we're going to, we're, I think we're, we're, we're thinking about, we're thinking about putting them on PC day and date, maybe, or being more bullish about our releases on PC, which probably means shortening the window. Right. Um, and I think it's because Xbox made it normal. Like, shout out to them. Like, they were ahead of the curve when it said, hey, we're going to put our games day and date on Xbox and PC. Why did they do that? Because the Xbox versions of these games were not selling the way that Microsoft wanted them to sell. And so they're like, hey, listen, if we're going to open this thing up to Game Pass, we should also be open opening up to the PC market of which it's windows it's Microsoft. So no matter what, it's a win for us and they normalized it. It's kind of just simple as that. It's Xbox normalized it, which is like, I think one main complaint that the Xbox community has, which is um, Xbox is often too early for, to things, you know Um, they're always too early to the ball. Look at the Xbox one did get it right at the end of the day towards the end of the ps4 and to the beginning of the ps5 it, it is a, a digital console but it started it way too young and it paid the price and whatever they're about to announce as they've announced it probably too early to, to announce that but they have already done that so that's why you're seeing the meltdown from the xbox community is that they feel as though there are some type of stake on the line they want Microsoft to make this theoretical punch back because so many of those content creators have built a platform on Xbox finally getting the upper hand and defeating the PlayStation platform. Kyle, what say you? Why aren't people freaking out? Let's see if your mic's working. Is it still there? No, you're good. I don't know what's happening. I was looking around. Maybe maybe it's the actual GoXLR itself. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Maybe we got to clean so, the connector. I'll, I don't know. 
I was looking for the focus right just to see if I have it nearby. But. Fair enough. Um, why are more people freaking out? That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you because I it it's very similar, and and maybe it's just because we haven't heard specific games talked about coming to Xbox. Yeah. I think the whole Xbox thing with, with the, the rumors of Sea of Thieves and then Hi-Fi Rush and now Pentiment and Sea of... And um, what was the other one? Gears, maybe. Sure. Like, just having specific games tied to coming to the quote-unquote competitor platform, the evil other blue blue Ooh, enemy. Um, I think that is what hurts it more. But sure. just hearing, like... Yeah, PlayStation first-party stuff might go multi-platform one day, and not hearing a specific title kind of eases that kind of shock a little bit. Sure. And maybe we're just so ingrained of like, yeah, no, PlayStation and PC. That just makes sense. Yeah. They've already been testing the waters. Exactly. Like exactly. Xbox and PC have already been together for so long yep. that when they say multi-platform, what else does that mean? Yeah, and I think even them clarifying that like, we met PC, and even that like they've said it out loud. It's kind of like when Xbox is like, "We did say play anywhere." It's like PlayStation did say out loud, "Hey, listen, it's about console, PC, mobile uh, uh, streaming," and that's what they're going to start turning their focus to. The both of these consoles have hit a ceiling that they can no longer justify that ceiling being there. They need to continue growing. Uh, because that's what capitalism dictates for these companies to do. Whether that's good or bad, that's up to you. But like, to me, it's it's them saying, okay, uh, we got to move it. What's not going to hurt us as much? Probably PC and moving over there and testing things out. So no, I don't think this is like doom or gloom. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's going to, if this helps PlayStation grow, uh, that means it helps these studios grow. That means they get to experience more of their games. I'm a happy PlayStation fan because I don't I don't game on the computer. That said, I, I sound like an old man there. I'm going to try to ignore it to the best of my ability. Stralish writes, hi, uh, Joe. Get off my porch, I'm uh, Mr. Badbit. I Get got my niece here. out me with the computer the other day. Look at all these hooligans playing on their games wherever they are. They said there was they? hot singles in my area. Um, <laughs> here we have it. Black on white. Sony will not be launching any major franchise in uh, April uh, until April 2025. This makes me believe that we will only be seeing the PS5 Pro in the spring of 2025. Ooh, Josh, I don't know about that. I think the launch of a, a new or continued AAA franchise will coincide with the launch or the announcement of the PlayStation 5 Pro. The question is, how likely is a PS5 Pro launch in 2025? Again, I think this is 2024. I think you see yeah. it at the end of the year. And also, Drellish, again, they didn't say... They're not... They'll be launching a, possibly a major game, but just not anything in an existing franchise. Yeah. Like, the wording's tricky there. But I, I still expect to see another big game this fall. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That said, uh, he also writes, it seems like Hiroki Totoki has a contract to serve as interim CEO for another year. Why is it so difficult to fill Jim Ryan's shoes? Or is it about rectifying the course that he has undertook as CEO? That's a good question. Uh, what could PlayStation strategy be 
uh, first wait, restructure, and streamline costs before filling the post. Why is it so hard to find a you know suitor for Jim Ryan? You think was he I just mean, so I, good? I've sent my is application. He the best. In yeah, I know. Right? Every single day, <laughs> I'm literally right here. Come on. What do we got we will, that Jim don't? We will right this ship. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I don't know why it's so hard to find somebody. He wasn't that good. <laughs> maybe, he just charges people, more for things. <laughs> maybe people are just waiting to kind of feel out the live service plans that are still in the works. Maybe. But it's like maybe all the things that were under play. Real talk. All the things that were uh, that were at, at play here, like Horizon, God of War, like that was way before Jimbo's tenure. Yeah, like his his what would his tenure look like? Sure, I think it's the it's success despite his face because like all he did was charge us ten dollars more for games, you know, charge us more for online that we've already been using. He um, did he did lead a successful console launch in a global pandemic. Fair enough. Fine. He did have success there. Okay, but I don't know why we haven't found. Maybe maybe it's in Satoki's contract of just like, hey, it's got to be a year minimum before we actually actively. No, I think somebody. I think they're actively looking, but I would like them to play the Bachelor. Oh my god, that'd be great! Yeah, you get instead of roses, golden... do they give trophies out? <laughs> I was gonna say dual senses, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about move sense. wands, move controllers? Yes, <laughs> that's will you take enough. this move controller? <laughs> will you take this uh, this PlayStation Eye camera? <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. Will um, you raise this iPad with me? <laughs> this invisible needs <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, so that's it. That's all the stuff from PlayStation this week. The big news. Again, them going PC doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. I also feel like they're in a similar boat than what Xbox is in. It's just like they have the benefit of they make a ton more cash. Like they, they're just way more popular. Like I got this quick snapshot from the uh, uh, Genki on, uh, on Twitter, where it's like financial results are in PS five units sold 8.2 million in the uh, quarter three lifetime units is 54.8 million. PlayStation five is already two to uh, practically two to one on its, on its competition. The fact that they wanted to sell 25 million this year and thought they can do it is nuts and them selling just shy of that 21 million goes to show you the power dynamic that be playstation versus xbox the the gap is so much wider than we think you know uh but like software units almost 90 million units sold first party software units 16 million units sold digital ratio 66 all right look at physical you guys are holding out monthly active users the highest it's ever been, 123 million. I'm actually quite shocked that that first party number is yeah. only in the teens. Oh, uh, I mean, I mean, Spider Man, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. That in what part two remaster? No, that was this year. But that is that not part of 2023 nope. Q3? Mm-mm. Uh, that would be Q4, I believe. Q3 ends oh, in December. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. It's it, crazy. Yeah. So everything's good here. We have time to figure it out. Yeah. I feel like some people like to doom and gloom because it's it's fun and popular to do. I just can't be me. That t- said, it's time for some flash news. Gotta run. Gotta go fast. We gotta talk about Ultras. Uh, Kyle, 
I got a segment within a segment I'd like to call. Kyle, what is this? Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Trademarks Intergalactic, the heretic prophet in the United States. What is this? That's a great question. Kyle, what is this? This is very similar vibes to when they trademark like Days Gone. And what was the other one at the same time? Oh, I have no idea. There's another one around there. Um, Weeks spent. <laughs> how dare you? But how do you think this you? this is a placeholder Kill Switch, name? Was it? Was it Kill Switch? Maybe. Kill Strain. I can't remember. Kill Strain. Uh, yeah. Remember that? Uh, this this is definitely a new IP. Yeah. But from whom? Well, that's the thing. Right, who? Here, let's 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 whittle it down of who it's not. Okay. It's not Sucker Punch. Nope. They're doing Ghost too. That's right. They have to. It's true. <laughs> it's not Blue Point. Not blue, well. Why not? They were hinting at they were remaking something. But they're also working on a game game. You know what? That's fair. So let's Original bring them back key. in. So maybe okay. maybe we can only eliminate Sucker Punch and Polyphony because Polyphony ain't making. An intergalactic game. Who knows? <laughs> okay, let's bring it back in. Okay, right. there's only Sucker Punch. Um, part Naughty of me, Dog. Part of me says this is Corey's game. Yeah? Part of me says it. Part of me says this is a bad title, but I guess I'll have to I don't, wait. I also don't love the title either. Intergalactic. But if it's either if it's either Corey or it, it's it's either Santa Monica or Naughty Dog, it's what I want. I want a space game. All so right. if Intergalactic's in the title, I'm in. Okay. I think uh, me ha- also could be Bend. Yeah, that is true. Could be Bend too. They've been at it for a while now, dude. They have. But I will say the Heretic Prophet. That's a dope like second half dope title. Intergalactic, yeah. not sold on. Anything that's uh, to me, it's generic. The heretic prophet that's like, oh my god, there's like Satan in space, he's wearing a helmet because yeah. he can't breathe oxygen for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> we got the super devil and he's wearing an astronaut get up. That sounds rad. Um, all right, February one small step for man. <laughs> One, one giant, giant leap for demons everywhere. <laughs> one giant leap for sins. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We got to be sinning on Mars. Oh God! Let's what, bring what, back would, what would the, what would Satan plant in the moon? Like not a flag. Doubt. <laughs> He's already done it. Space landing. They're like that wasn't real. Look at the flag. <laughs> He's been there. That was the wizard. That was the Lord of Lies himself. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I have no follow-up. That was perfect. Fair enough. <laughs> February, PlayStation Plus game catalog and classic titles revealed. PlayStation Plus extra games. Here's the list. Ready? Need for Speed Unbound. Oh, my God. Finally. It's, it's, been, in my, it's been in my cart for... Literally years, I think, at this point. It's been a, it's been a minute. Um, Outer Worlds, Spacer's Choice Edition on PS5. Tales of Arise, nice, on PS5, PS4. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, PS5, PS4. Lego Worlds, Lego Jurassic World, Rogue Bur- Book, Rogue Lords, and Tales of Zestiria 
those all four are on PS4. And then for premium, Resistance Retribution, PS5, PS4, Jet Rider 2, PS5, PS4, Tales of Symphonia, PS5, PS4, and Tales of Vesperia, PS5 and PS4. Kyle, anything in particular looking to your liking? Are you kidding me? Uh, anything in particular? I get a Resistance game to play? I, uh, a Resistance game I have never played. Oh, okay. I have not played Retribution. Um, so uh, that excites me a great deal. And just shout out to RPG fans. We're eating real good. Yeah. A lot of Tales games in this. We got Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth in two weeks. It's, it's a good Wild. time. It's a I still have Star Ocean to play. It's crazy. Whew. It's crazy out here. Whew. Hey, here's here's a here's something. Back to Helldivers too. God, it's so good. Uh, they're searching for more developers to beef up the scope of the game, so they are currently filling up applications. Um, so if you are, have been one of the uh, few that have been, you know, un, you know, uh, let go. Hey, there's a place they're looking to hire. They're looking for any type of talent, but like if you're senior staff, please go and apply. Uh, Dragon Dogma Two will have an uncapped frame rate on PS5 for the longest time. People thought this was going to be capped uh, sixty, I'm sorry, thirty frames per second, but it looks like hey, at launch, you'll be running that thing at sixty. Hot dang! That's all for flash news, Kyle. Here's a little segment, our favorite segment. We already got done with half of it <laughs> in the first yeah. half of, of of the of the show. It's time for what you've been playing. Ask what, not why, writes in. I'm very interested hearing about Ultros. Kyle, please take it away. Have you been playing Ultros? What is Ultros? It's the it's the roguelike Metroidvania game you've been playing. I I think you have me confused. Oh yeah. No, I'm kidding. Ultros is great. I was like, have I been saying it wrong this entire time? You're going to make me look like a fool? No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. good. Um, Ultros is pretty good. Yeah? Maybe great, even. There there, there are some things I'm not jiving with too much. Okay. Um, Well, first, tell me what this game even is, because... That is a great question that I'm still figuring out. Really? Okay. Um... So when it comes to plot, I am not the person to ask because right. I am not fully grasping what the overarching plot, the story of what's going on. But I will tell you, you are a um, non-speaking protagonist who wakes up on this sarcophagus in space that's filled with um, exotic and alien plant life and alien creatures. And you're just trying to figure out what's going on. And every single run, quote unquote, so far, you you break open a pod, you release a what looks like a mummy, like some sort of being like in some sort of like cryogenic pod. And once you do that, the sarcophagus, which is a living, breathing entity, um, gets mad at you. And then the whole run get starts over, starts anew. And uh, you have to re-get your skills, find your sword again, find a new person to break free. And little, it's um, teeny tiny bits of the story get fed to you every single run. And you learn new skills every single time. Um, This is a Metroidvania through and through. There will be plenty of places you can see that you can go, but just not yet. 
and whether that's you unlocking a skill, whether that's you planting a seed, and after a couple times of completing the cycle, that seed will grow into a tree, which will allow you to jump on top to reach higher areas, or it'll have like a dangling vine that you can swing across, or there's this really cool plant that will allow you to like speed skate up walls or make you move faster, which make can make you jump a larger gap. Um, so it's very interesting that way. When it comes to combat and when you're fighting these little creatures, bosses, you don't really have to worry about this too much. I'm sure you can do it, but the goal is to defeat every single creature, any enemy that's attacking you with as much variety in your attacks as possible. The reason being is whatever they drop gives you more health or more stat increases. So if you attack with your normal square and then you dodge and do a couple counterattacks mm-hmm. and then you do like a dive kick and you do different moves to defeat this enemy, it will pop up a pristine or Mm. perfect variety. And then you'll get a prime version of that drop. If you're just walking up to it and hacking and slashing it nonstop, you will get what is like bloody pulp and it's very basic. It doesn't heal that much. I don't like that. Um, So you have to make sure you are doing different types of attacks on them. Okay. And these drops are nutrients. Thank you. So can it the nutrients you get from these different, stages of uh damage mm-hmm. from defeating them um will will increase the nutrients you get okay now it's not only just a health thing and this is the thing i really love about this that makes ultra special in my opinion the the planting seeds and stuff is really cool as well mm-hmm. but i just played a section last night that kind of even opened that up even more and kind of like mess with my mind of how i was thinking about doing that uh, but that's more spoiler stuff, so I don't want to get into that too sure. much. Um, by eating the different things and raising different nutrients, that's how you level up your character and mm. unlock skills. So to get an extra combo boost, you might need the pink nutrient and the blue nutrient. So you have to eat different things to raise those to unlock the skill. Mm. If you don't have that type of... Um, item to to eat you won't be able to unlock that but every single skill has different variations of that kind of level up system mm. it's a lot it's very yeah, it's, it's, the, the mechanic is like a lot, lot yeah. but it's it will tell you which thing gives you which nutrient it's just like to me i i think of a game i think of a game like uh like i don't know god damn it me and the dark souls references but like you know Elden Ring, it's like, okay, I'm not good at parrying, though. So, like, sometimes it's like, uh, I'm like a, it's a very dodging easy, person. Though. Okay. It's not bad. All right, so it's... No. Um, it's... It's like, sometimes much... it's just stuck in my ways, I guess, is what I'm really trying yeah, to Yeah, no, so what happens when you need to, like, counter? Yeah. Uh, the enemy will flash with a target, meaning it's about to attack, and then you just roll through, and then the button will pop okay. up to press the counter attack button. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So on that end, it's, it's kind of... Uh, on the simplified end. Okay. But when you're leveling up your skills, it will tell you 
to eat more and that will give you the options and tell you which one will actually raise it so you don't have to remember everything do you feel like it ties in well between like a roguelike and a metroidvania or do you feel like it's it's fighting itself it's definitely more metroidvania than roguelike to me there are things you can unlock while playing through the levels, and I'm, I'm I'm butchering this explanation. By the way, this game is very weird and hard to talk about. Sure. Um, there are things you can unlock. I think they're called mnemonic memory slots, or whatever. They're little brains that mm-hmm. you can then attach to the skills you unlock, so you keep them uh, when you do a new run. Okay. And so far, I think I have six or seven unlocked. All right. So, like, I'm not having to worry about doing a new run and finding things to upgrade skills, whatever. So, on a scale, it gets, uh, it gets easier to do that in subsequent runs. All right, cool. Uh, and yeah. the way I, my simpleton brain thinks of things, especially tonight, does this game feel like more of a Dead Cells or does this game feel more Ooh. of a classic Metroid? Ooh. I'm going to say something controversial. Okay, say it. Say it with your chest. Exploration-wise, this is more Hollow Knight. Oh, wow. Okay. Very much where it's just like, here's the map. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, it will it will glow places where you can break through. Does the map change every plant. time you die a new run? No. Okay. The map does not change. All right. Um, but it will uh, it will show you where you've been. Okay. So the map still stays filled in per right. run. So you don't have to worry about that. Combat wise, isn't my favorite thing in the world. It's a little stiff. Mm. It's not as fluid as I would want. And switching your brain to not just hack and slash takes a little bit of uh, patience. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not all that great at it. But just exploring the art style is incredible. Okay. It is so pretty to look at it is psychedelic if you do those sort of psychedelic drugs you're gonna have a oh. great time uh <laughs> it definitely safely looks like of course safely of course yeah um bad. i love the way it looks i love that you can be accessible with it and kind of change the um how saturated the colors are if they're oh, too nice. too assaulting on the eyes sure. and intense so it, it's, it's very welcoming that way I just love how unique it is as a Metroidvania, and I think that is why you should play it. Okay. I, I definitely think you should check it out if Metroidvanias are your thing. They are. Just know that it's not perfect. Okay. I love the lore that they're they're building, even though I don't understand it. I love the characters. I just love the way it looks. I really enjoy the leveling up system and the, the nutrients kind of stuff. I think there's one that skill that I did not lock where uh, the nutrient, I think, is called Yug, which is a great, great name. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, if you have a high Yug nutrient level, Yuck. you will add poison to your, your attacks. Sure. So it's that kind of level of just kind of thinking about how you are using the pickup items. I mm-hmm. think I really, really enjoy. Um, I do think there is a way to do a pacifist run as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Where, like, the bosses, you can just feed them things to be maybe be your friends because yeah. i saw the trophies seem sure. to hint at that a little sure. bit so there may be a completely different way so of playing this game yeah. it's very unique it's it's where it's worth the 25 it's bucks experience. 
oh it's definitely worth the 25 bucks okay. um i will say that i could see this being a ps plus game at some point All right. okay so if you want to wait on it totally fair fair uh, but I think it's so unique enough and such a really cool experience, especially for those Metroidvania fans. I think this you should definitely give it a shot. Fair enough. Kyle, do you want to talk to me about some of the games I've been playing? Sure. Well, we already talked about Helldivers. That's right. Let's, you know, let's clear. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Sure. Is Skull and Bones any good? That's a good question, and I'll be because getting... I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'll get back to you because I didn't play it. <laughs> oh, okay. I've been playing too much Helldivers. Ask me the next I... game I've been playing. <laughs> I will say on that note, I from some people that I've heard that are playing it. I'm hearing good they seem things. Seem to be having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm happy Ubisoft maybe have turned that ship around. Literally. Um. All right. So what, what do you think? This is the yeah. next game. Uh. Joe, how how's your time in the Tomb Raider one through three collection? I couldn't tell you. I've been playing. Ah, cool. <laughs> the joke is, I. So your tweet means nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I had all these plans of playing games for the past two days straight, and they've all been Hell Divers. So I will be talking about Tomb Raider and Skull and Bones on next week's show, because uh, again, Hell Divers is just con- it's consumed me, guys. It's consumed me. Uh, go please play that game support it get weird all right yeah kyle it's time for our last question this is a actually banishers question Ooh. from bertos maximus good evening gentlemen wow 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 good evening. what a week for my birthday on monday Ooh, i got hell hey, divers happy birthday. happy birthday man i uh, only played it a little bit but boy oh boy is it good i haven't died yet which is a surprise. It really is. Well, you might be John ready. Wick. You know, get ready. It's about to happen a lot. Uh, my question tonight, though, is about Banishers. This game has really snuck up on me, and I'm getting it day one because it looks awesome. My question is, what's your take on it? Are you getting it day one? What are you, uh, what are you most looking forward to in the game? As always, keep safe and keep on hell diving house slinger hashtag Ooh, i um, take back the birthday wishes oh no I, i'll add even more uh <laughs> uh go to the xbox expansion pass youtube channel shout out to our good friend logan solo host he did a review on banishers uh, to get his full thoughts he's very proud of it and uh honestly first two reviews were gosh dang great so go over there go check our sister podcast out as for me it, it's way too busy it's way too busy, so Banish so, is going to have to yeah. wait. I was going to say I'm very excited to play it, Yeah, but even playing Ultros, my mind is two weeks away at Rebirth. That is all I can think about at yeah. this point, and nothing is – nothing's. I'm not feeling it as much as I feel like I should, so I'm not even going to attempt to buy Banishers until way later fair, this year. Fair, But, hey, got me 12 points of Fantasy Critic. Hey, you need them. Hey, hey, hey. Ultra's got me 10 points. You need all the points you can get. Hey, watch hey, out, Joe. Uh, Things, tides are changing. Do you think so? Do you do you want to yeah. see what next week my game's Yeah, on? how's that How's that Mario vs. Donkey Kong doing? Solid eight points. Hey, how's... Uh, how's... It's at, technically at eight points right now, yeah. so we'll watch Solid yourself. eight points. Hey, uh, what's next week? Balotro? The Rogue Balotro? Yeah, yeah, that was a good pickup. 
That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's gonna make those next two pickups up. Oh yeah, pretty. yeah. Let, let's talk about the next, right, uh, the the rest of February. Please, you know. Let, All right. Let's, okay. Yeah. Uh, you got Bellatro next week. That's right. Um, which is a really fun poker game. Yep. Uh, I've got Pacific Drive. I've got the Brothers remake. I've got FF Seven Rebirth, and I have Unicorn Overlord to start okay. the first week of March. I'm catching up real quick. <laughs> oh, all right. I hope so. Don't you even... I'm not even worried. Not even... <laughs> you really? Worried. No. Just because you got the bronies on your side? The bronies? Yeah. Joe, the pedigree of that studio... Sure. It's going to knock you on your ass. Sure. Oh, I hope you guys... I hope you can catch up. You're really going to need it. You're really going to need it. <laughs> hey, okay. Kyle, are you hell holding on to something besides your uh, hopes and dreams? Uh, yeah, hold on. This is going to be a little bit of a longer reveal. So okay. I got these in a while ago, and oh. I finally put them in frames. All right, fair enough. Let's see. Here, here's the first Fangaver Last of Us Day poster. Wow, that's beautiful. With, um, uh, why am I blanking Ellie? on her name? Nope, the actress. Bella. Bella Ramsey is Ellie. That's Bella as Ellie. That's beautiful. Uh, and then the game version. God damn it, I wanted that poster so bad. It's really cool. It's so beautiful. It's it really cool. It's beautiful. Oh, God damn that game special. So that's what I'm holding on. Fair enough. I'm holding on to a cap of my Nintendo uh, water jug. So there you go. Oh, sweet. Prepare the drop. You are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Airhead, February 12th. Drift Odyssey on February 12th. All, all these are PS5 games, by the way. Is uh, Airhead based on the candy? Do you think? Let's figure it out. Let's go go for it. Paint by Pixel, uh, February 12th. Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, uh, February 13th. Go go check out XCP's review on that. Ultros, February 13th. Arzelti, I butchered that, but The Jewel of Faramore, February 14th. Arzette. Arzette, thank you. Genie Reprise, February 14th. Lords of Exile. On February 14th, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered starring Lara Croft on February 14th. And guess what? They also have a little pick of her in the next game. She looks more classic Laura. It's going to be cool. going to be rad. Oh, do they? They do. Yeah. Oh, Crystal put it that. out there. Yeah. Crystal put oh, it out cool. there. Good on them. Uh, a little to the left of PS5. Yeah. OCD 15th. friends, rise up. <laughs> what is that? That is where you can organize. It's a puzzle game where you organize things in specific ways to just like make you feel good. Okay. So it'd enough. be like a bookshelf with different level heights of books. Uh, and you decide you want to organize it by color. You want to organize it by height. Either way, you little, do you. It's just a little to the yeah. left. Uh, Crazy Chicken Pirates, February 15th. Gunvolt Records. Trick Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> February 15th. Mystery Box Escape the Room, February 15th. Played Up, February 15th. Pretty Girls, Klondike Solitaire Plus. That's an SEO okay. fish if I've ever seen one. Okay. Small Land. Don't check out that game, Kyle. We don't need you to get a virus. I, I'm pretty sure I know what that game's about. <laughs> right, fair enough. Small, uh, yeah, Small Land Survive the Wilds, February 15th. Spirit Hunter Death Mark II, uh, February 15th. Survivor Man VR The Descent. February 15th. Edge of Reality, February 16th. Genso Chronicles, February 16th. Skull and Bones, oh my goodness, it's here, February 16th. Legends of Hero, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, February 16th. Total Trails on PS4 
uh, sorry, 5, February 16th. Ooh, I know Yuna loves the Cold Steel games. I've heard many other people talk so highly of them. Yeah. That's an RPG series I never even touched. Yeah. But it's cool they're coming out nice. on PS5. Nice. All right, Kyle. It's time for our last segment, but our favorite segment of the show. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Kyle, take it away. So Candid writes in, hello, a question more for Mr. K-Step. Yeah. But Joe, feel free if you have an opinion, of course. Right. What indie demo from NextFest would you like to see come on PS5? And why is it Bellatro, the best game of that NextFest? Um, best game of the NextFest, people are saying. Bellatro, you know? Yeah. About to yeah, wipe yeah. out whatever those two games just did. It's about to wipe out both of them. Sure. I'm, I'm happy you decided to, to pick an indie. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I got That's a whole great. bunch of them. Um, I mean that is a a, a great call, and uh, it is coming out next week. Um, it's hard to grasp because I didn't play it, but hearing Mike and uh, Matt talk about it on the Six One Indie Cast, it's hard to follow. But if you like poker, I'm pretty sure you're gonna like this. Okay. Um, I didn't play many, or I didn't play many. I didn't play any Steam Next Fest demos just because it's not Steam. I don't play on my PC, and I don't have a Steam Deck. If I had a Steam Deck, it could be a different story. But um, PlayStation really does. I think, honestly, the, the thing They I'll need to do their own here, demo festival kind yeah, of thing. please. Get fun with it. Get weird with it. That would yeah. be rad. I, I will say uh, from a previous Next Fest, uh, I believe it's coming to Xbox, but it's not coming to PlayStation yet. Go Mecha Ball. Okay. That looks like a ton of fun. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. What's the next question? Prime on the oh, sorry. Right in. Hello, boys. Question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! That's right. With love in the air and it being Valentine's Day, who is your favorite game couple? Think Nate and Elena from Uncharted or Aloy, Aloy and Seika from Horizon Midwest. Also, who two video game characters do you think would make an unlikely but good couple? Mmm. Uh, do they have to be for the same franchise, you think? Do whatever feels right to you. Lena. I have one from the same franchise. Honestly, I really like Nate and Elena. Nate and Leia are the gold standard. I really do think that's a... Yeah, that is, they are the gold standard. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do think like they are the best, for sure. Yep. Agreed. But what two couples would I think make um, I, I I think we're all thinking... We are all thinking it. So let's just get it out of the way. No, you you go first because I don't know if I'm thinking the same thing. Kratos and Freya, you know. Okay, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, I yeah. ship it. Let's 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 absolutely. Ship it, you know? Yeah, they both been through really tough things, traumatic things. Trauma. They brings get each together. other on a base level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is some sort of attraction there. I think so. Yeah, I agree. That is a good one. Who wouldn't be? Look at that beard. One. Yeah. Thick mane. Definitely not Leon and Ashley. And I get it. There's some complications in that relationship. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I get it. But I don't know. Yeah. Stars align. Well, I mean. It's who, a rom-com. Cloud and who? Oh, my God. Who okay. are you picking? All right. Real talk. I mean, this is a tough question. Easy. Easy. It's Tifa, and it will always be Tifa. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he said a tough question. They're like, good, good. it is a tough question, but and maybe after the strong playing... arms of Barrett. Ooh, after playing the OG 
Final Fantasy recently and platinuming it. Yeah. I've come along on the Tifa Cloud train. That's right. Aerith yes. though, Aerith and Cloud are they're up there. Yeah. I there is there's a spark there. I really Jesse don't see Cloud, the spark. Pretty great. I don't, I truly don't see it. I see it with him and Tifa. Fair. Or Jesse. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> what about Claire and Mr. X. Oof, I don't know. We, I don't want to. I don't want to promote toxic relationships. You know what? That's totally <laughs> fair. I, yeah. You know no. what? Um, Mr. X and Lady Dimitrescu from ooh, Village. Now that's something. They're a match made in heaven. Yeah, I think they complement each other well. Yeah. Um, Master Chief and Cortana from soon to be PlayStation game Halo. <laughs> They both okay. have that that thing. What's like that toxic trait where like you need that other person? What's that called? I think it starts with an I. I forget. What's one of those? I know what you're referring right? to, and I can't. The name, the word is not coming to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, same. It's exciting. they can't be independent. They're dependent. Yeah, on each other. The, yeah, they're they're codependent on each other. Codependent. There you go. Yeah, they really. It's it's toxic in that regard. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the next question. It's Ada and Leon. Duh. Duh. Come Duh. on. I want to see it. Speaking of the next question, Papa Taz writes in. Yeah. Question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw, Yeehaw, cowboy. Yeehaw. Who in any video game would you ask to be your Valentine? For me, it's Panem from Cyberpunk 2077. And I didn't realize that you put a whole freaking list down. I did. I made a list. Checked it twice. I don't want to ruin this for myself. You know? You want me to go first to give yourself uh, some ideas? Oh, I, I, I'm ready to go. All right. You go first, then. I mean, we just talked about it. It's Tifa. Oh, okay. All right. Tifa hypes you up. She she, she brings yeah. you down to reality when you need it. Okay. Fair Absolutely. Um, who would I ask to be my Valentine? Well, something tells me Judy and I would be incomp- <laughs> incompatible. Uh, but if I was my lady V, oh, absolutely, you yeah. kidding me? Uh, Cassandra mm. from uh, from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey, sorry. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, Carlac. Yep, Carlac and Shadowheart. I oh, would also my ask. Goodness, oh my, the love of my life, Carlac. Mm-hmm. And then the one that got away, <laughs> Ada Wong. Yeah, uh-huh. she is just yeah. Fine. Respectfully. Respectfully. Sure. Oh, nothing but respect. All right, Kyle, what's right. the next question on the list here? I would also ask uh, Jill Valentine as well. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. She's also been Sean, through a lot. She has. Yeah. Uh, Sean McKenzie writes in, Good day, gentlemen, and the rest of the fam. Just curious on your thoughts about Crystal Dynamics' tweet yesterday regarding the Tomb Raider remasters. Quote, The games in this collection contain offensive def- depictions of people and cultures rooted in racial and ethnic prejudices these stereotypes are deeply harmful inexcusable and do not align with our values at crystal dynamics rather than removing this content we have chosen to present it here in its original form unaltered in the hopes that we may acknowledge its harmful impact and learn from it end quote aside from the game being 27 years old Personally, I'm not too offended by the Tibetan monks being Tibetan, but to each their own. Great master uh, remasters, in my opinion. Cheers, friends. Mm. Um, how do I feel about it? I don't know. I don't feel much. I think, 
I think this is the right way to go about it. Yeah, like cause it, it's acknowledging it and not just putting it out there and mm-hmm. being like, okay, everything in here is has our stamp of approval, right? Or just like, hey, like just admit like things change and time changes. Like things didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, like because I'm thinking about the Looney Tune cartoons, right? Like there are some that are like super racist like bugs bunny wearing like blackface and like uh, oh yeah like mimicking japanese folks and whatnot yeah. like okay fine Just mocking native american culture indigenous Sh- people sure yeah and so like i get like i i get you might want to put down something that goes hey listen this was back in the 40s <laughs> right yeah um yeah. yeah times have definitely changed uh, but I don't agree. So, like, I agree if it's just a, like a flash image, it's not bothering me. And, I, and then I get to, like, you know, uh, absorb that piece of work. Fine. But I don't agree with things being just taken away or, for lack of better words, censored um, because it may offend. I think those things need to be there so you could see how far we've come. Right. So, like, I wouldn't want to take away. There are some, like, back of the day you know, outlandish, you know, TV shows that would openly show blackface. Um, and those things are just taken away. No, we need to acknowledge that that was a thing that happened. That used to be okay. And then understand why that isn't okay. And it, your, your mic's doing the line. thing again. Oh, it's real bad. Oh. oh, wait, it stopped. There's something movement wise. Yeah. You know what? Just don't touch it. Don't touch it. Is it back? No, it's, you're good. It's just when you I, Well, I mute myself. I think, I think it's a go XLR. You think okay? We need a new I one? think there's something going on. I'll. I'll... All right, Patreon.com. No, that'd, be the thir- that'd be the third one. Patreon.com/slash/ps trophy. <sighs> Go XLR costs two hundred dollars. Jeez uh, Louise! So the... and really, every dollar helps, y'all. <laughs> you see it in real time. The line that we've heard a million times, and it's true. We need to understand and learn our history so we don't repeat yep. itself. Yeah. And this is similar here. This would be a completely completely different circumstance this is a brand new game and then they started it (laughs) yeah right like nowadays that won't happen because people are writing games and people are there to make sure this shit doesn't happen right right back then it didn't matter yeah because times are different reasons exactly like seriously like just times were different there's just so many reasons as to why that's the case and so like for me it's just like yeah it, it I'm not upset. They just show me like what is it a no. five second thing of like, hey, shit don't age that well. But it's exactly. a part of the, the history. It's the game, still the game, and it's still iconic. Yep. But we do recognize there are there are some, you know, things about it that uh, you know, I again I don't know anything about it because this would be the first time I'm playing them that are just yeah. unsavory for today's standards. That said, too, like understand the the '90s and what gamer culture was back in the day is wildly different than what it was i was talking to one of my buddies while playing hell divers too um that he was like talking about like yeah there was a a a a lie that like oh you could do this sort of cheat and like like laura will come out of the shower nude or whatever that was a big popular thing and like crystal dynamics at the time or was it i just wanted to they they didn't come out going oh no that's not true it's like they're like maybe <laughs> so yeah yeah it's just like the time the sign of the times the long and the short yeah. of it 
And, and it's not just in video games either. Like, yeah. I dare somebody to go. I did this, I think, last year. Go rewatch Superbad, and you tell me that all those jokes are still okay in today's yeah. times. Oh yeah, even in- it's wild. Mm-hmm. Us- using calling people gay as a joke and mm-hmm. demeaning doesn't fly anymore. No, and- as it should, it shouldn't fly. And back then, we just you know, yeah, and even like found it funny, like Seth Rogen would even say, "It's like comedy is yeah, not ex- supposed to age well. It's supposed to be yeah. a sign of the times." Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good dialogue. I like it. Yeah. Uh, last question of the Sony Pony Express. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Comes from Triple G, Green Gorilla Gamer. He writes in, I don't really have much else to ask, but I do absolutely want this next part right on the show. Well, boy, do you have your wish. <laughs> All right, here we go. I was playing some Fortnite with Joe the other night. Oh, you finally played Fortnite, Joe. Look yeah. at that. Got him a victory royale. What can I say? <laughs> I and I decided to ask him a little more in depth about what he does for work. And I won't go on and on, but I will just say that, dude, the work that you do, as mentally exhausting as it is, because I see it with you-know-who firsthand every day, and yet you pull up every single week to do this with Kyle, who also works his ass off. You're doing great, bro. And, like, I just wanted to say that because after telling me about some of your experiences and how scary that was and the fact that you care so much about the people you help at work every day, damn, bro, I wish there were more people out there in the workforce like you. And don't worry, I see you, Kyle. You're awesome too, bro. I'm just spotlighting Joe this time because I give him such a hard time. Right. And speaking of that, F you, Joe, for yeah. naming your dog what you did as soon as I'm healed up. Got my wisdom teeth pulled Oof. out. Oh, boy. I'm playing The Last of Us Part 2 and finishing it so we can talk about how heartless you are. LMAO, love you guys. Have a good weekend and happy family day. That's right. That's right. Rest up, Triple G. Wisdom teeth are no joke. Yeah, seriously. Mine, uh, humble brat, grew in perfectly, so I don't have to deal with the struggle. Oh, boy. Mine are hurting <laughs> real bad now. <laughs> well, listen, it is what it is. You know, what can I say? I was just born different. I can't wait till I show up and I just get, I have brand new teeth. Yeah. Like a full set. Your veneers? They even? all need to go. Yeah, fair enough. They just need to go. Same. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I work with uh, people that have, uh, developmental disabilities and uh, i help them live uh, fulfilling lives and i i help you know i'm like their employment coach i'm a dsp all that stuff i do a whole bunch of stuff hands-on uh you know just like the was it head-on applied directly to the forehead that's what i am you know i gotta i gotta help people live the best the best lives that they can and sometimes it's helping regulate their emotions that they don't they don't do so well sometimes. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's really hard, but it's incredibly fulfilling to see people, again, actually, like, succeed in things that you never thought they could and overcome some just huge obstacles. It's just, it's amazing. It's incredibly fulfilling. I love what I do. And you're right. It's uh, incredibly hands-on. <laughs> um, so uh, it is a lot of work, and it's it's something that, you know, I do for work, and this is my passion. You know, talking about video games each and every week. What can I say? That's it, Kyle. That's been it. That's it for the trophy room. Thank you, everybody, for sending your comments, your questions in on in the show this week. Jeez Louise, my brain is all types of messed up today. Um, again, you could join our Discord server, the trophy room Discord server, link down below. Join the amazing community of over 400 plus people. Uh, to talk about PlayStation, to talk about games, send your questions in to the live show. But before we go, Kyle, anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Is my mic good? We good? Yeah, go for it. 
Thank goodness. Uh, I like to spotlight myself, Mr. K-Step, pretty much everywhere. Go follow all the indie gaming coverage that I do at 61indie.com or 61indie on YouTube. All the things. We just filmed our showcase, which comes out on March 20th. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, lots of fun things planned around it, so please go check it out. As well as next week, I'll be able to talk specifics about what shows I'll be on, but I'm guessing Ooh. on a couple podcasts. Ooh. Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy VII talk. Like so, it. in addition to our By the Players. So, I'll let you all know that next week. And uh, I love y'all. Happy Valentine's Day. Treat yourself. That's right. Be kind to yourself. That's right. And uh, reminder tell the devs that you love them. Yeah. Shout them out. Go tell, you know what? Here's, here's the mission this week. Go for it. Go give Arrowhead some love. Yeah. Go give Arrowhead some love for Helldivers, too. Absolutely. They absolutely deserve it. Yeah. Go for it. Go ahead. Go do it right now. That's said, you can find me over at Mr. Bad. I can't, keep on hitting the table. I got to stop. Uh, you can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find the show at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find what we do, our extra content, if you'd so like, over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Kyle needs a new chair. He needs a new go xlr mic thing and you don't know what that is but it makes him sound really good yeah. uh, he needs a new computer he needs so many things that we need to help uh, uh, get a him nice camera like joe a nice camera like joe that costs eight hundred dollars whole bunch of yeah. stuff whole bunch of, of stuff patreon.com slash ps room helps that happen first off you also you look great by the way all that said oh, with all that out of the yeah. way i shaved for the showcase oh that's right that's nice uh you can rate us five stars over on apple Podcasts and on spotify and you might say joe where's google Podcasts? where's stitcher they're gone now so make sure you go join spotify make sure you join apple Podcasts. they died in a fire they did it's sad rip stitcher um so yeah make make sure you're following following us on all the podcast platforms so you never miss a show and so with all that said and with all that out of the way everybody keep it what's about you keep hunting and keep playing playstation see y'all Bye, I love you.